Welcome to the preaching podcast of Life Point Church. We're so glad you've joined us here. If you're ever in the Baton Rouge area, please stop by. We'd love to meet you. For more information on our church or Pastor Donovan, please visit our website at golifepoint.com. Great to see all of you. Seems like we're having some difficulties with the live stream. Welcome to modern technology once again. Oh boy, it's insane. It's crazy. Crazy times we're living in, y'all. <clears throat> Hebrews 12 is where we're going. At the end of the service, I've got these little armbands that you can get in a basket back there. They're a little checkered flag armbands. Feel free to get you one to help you remember what I'm going to preach about. Also, let me say this. Yesterday was my birthday, and I went to the post office, and I had something to pick up. I had no idea this was coming. They said, sir, you're going to have to meet us over here on the side. we got five big boxes for you. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. What in the world? And, man, I went over there, and my book has come in. <laughs> Published author right here. Published author. And uh, very excited about it. And I've preached everything in this book to y'all, I promise you. I promise you that. But if you could get it and go through it, it's 12 bucks. I think you'll enjoy it a lot. There's definitely stuff that that will minister to you and help you. And uh, it really goes on sale. You know, global sales begin September the 10th. But you guys get a preview. It will be on Amazon. Anywhere books are sold, you'll, you'll be able to get my book. And I'm excited about it, but I did get some in. And uh, anyhow, so if you want to get one, Wendy will be back there. You can buy a book. You can also get one of these, and it will make more sense when we get through. Hebrews 12, 1. Matthew 24, 13, and Ecclesiastes 9, 11. Look at this, Hebrews 12, 1. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Matthew 24, 13. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Ecclesiastes 9, 11, that very first part. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift. It's not to the swift. I want to preach a simple message, just a simple thought to you today entitled, Stay in the race. Stay in the race. Say that with me. Stay in the race. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word, for your faithfulness. Anoint me to speak. Anoint us to hear. Speak to us today, God. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Racing is it's remarkable. R racing is ubiquitous, meaning it's everywhere. It's universal. And it's primal. I mean, for as long as there have been people, there's been racing. Human beings have been obsessed with speed from time immemorial. And it's all about who's the fastest at anything. Uh, there are foot races. When, when I was a kid, man, my long, lanky cousin Randy, me and my cousin Randy, we would, we would race, and he was always faster. But my, my cousin Wayne... He was not nearly as long and lanky as Randy. I was somewhere in between. 
so I could crush Wayne, or Randy would crush me, you know? But as a kid, you ever race? Like you race your brother, you race your sister? You guys like to race, foot races, swimming races? I think it's funny that one of those storms is named Marco. Mountain climbing races, first at the top. Snow skiing races, water skiing races, dog races. That really is a thing. Racing those greyhounds. Go to Memphis. Turtle races, horse races. I got an uncle that owns horses that he races. Valerie's uncle, actually. Right? <laughs> Boat races, airplane races, and of course, car races. Traditionally, it's on Memorial Day weekend, but because of COVID, the Indianapolis 500 is being staged today. That's why Ron was at the first service and not the second service. Indianapolis 500 today. And in car racing alone, you have, you know, NASCAR, Formula One, drag racing. In drag racing alone, you've got Funny Car, Top Fuel, and on and on and on. There are even go-kart races. We used to have a fantastic go-kart track here in Baton Rouge. And our Utes went over there one time and, and raced, and they brought me back this tire as a souvenir. And it's signed by Brendan Hannington, Jake Storr, Elizabeth Hill, and then she has on here, a.k.a. Speed Racer, Natalie, some others, and uh, Tabitha. And, and I, keep, I keep this in my office now in the bathroom of my office. But, I mean, that's another story. I, I do keep it in there. And uh, it, it's pretty cool. You know, go-kart racing. We just like to see who's first. And that's really what racing has in common. Who is going to cross that finish line? I've got another prop. My Lord, where are all my props? Who's going to cross that finish line first and get the coveted checkered flag, right? It's all about that checkered flag. Look at this bad boy. I, I'm just going to be honest with you, y'all. We, we've got some people even in this room that like to race. Their cars especially. I don't want to name names, but I know a guy, his first name is Randy. His last name is Abraham. And he has a really, really, really fast car. The super uh, souped up uh, Camaro, brand new V10. Uh, I mean, it's amazing. You can hear him come and go in a mile away. And, and if I'm not mistaken, I've seen where he's taken it to a track and, and uh, raced that bad boy. All about getting the checkered flag. It's all about getting the checkered flags. All about who can cross that line first. And the truth of the matter is this. If, if you win, your name becomes the stuff of legend. Folks, I looked it up, and we know the name of the guy who won the first marathon at the first Olympic Games in 776 BCE. You think we would have known his name had he not won that marathon? His name was Koroibus. Koroibus. How about that? That's a name that you young couples could maybe give to your kid. Koroibus. Koroibus of Ellis. 
and, and, but there are other names. Let me give you some. Usain Bolt. What a fitting name, right? Like a lightning bolt. Usain Bolt. Florence Griffith Joyner. Carl Lewis. Michael Johnson. Mario Andretti. Mm, legend. A.J. Foyt. Dale Earnhardt. Legend. Secretariat. Man of War. Seabiscuit. We love racing. We, we love winners. I'm going to tell you, it's so bad that at youth camps, not when I was a camper, but when I was on staff, we would go to the sewer pond and catch gigantic frogs at the sewer bring them to the stage in the auditorium, and we would have races with those frogs. Much to Brother Tenny's chagrin, we would race those frogs, and the kids would go crazy, and we would go crazy. We're up there going, jump, jump, go, go. You know, and it's all about who can win with their frog. Frogs terrified, frozen, and we're like hitting all around it, like jump, you stupid frog, because I want to win. I want that checkered fro flag, not frog. <laughs> it's all about winning. Now, in my 54 years of living, I've learned a thing or two about this Christian race. It's really not about finishing first. It's about finishing, period. <laughs> it's, about, it's about staying in the race. Until the end. It's about being in it for the long haul. Being in it, playing the long game. And here's, here's the reason why. Because there are times when everything's going your way. You're firing on all cylinders. The wind's in your sails. I mean, you are just on. And it only makes sense that you would stay in the race. You're doing so good. Nobody's got to encourage you. Hey, don't quit. You're like, of course I'm not quitting, man. I'm rolling. You're on fire. But there are other times, y'all, listen, there are other times. You know it's true. I'm just being honest with you today. There are other times when you've lost a step. You've lost your stride. You are not firing on all cylinders. You're cold as ice, man. And it looks like you're not going to make it. It feels like you're going to stall out. Those are the times when quitting the race makes more sense than staying in the race. Can I get an amen? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You need to hear the word of the Lord today. It is in those times when it doesn't make sense that you need to stay in the race anyway. When it defies logic to stay in the race, you need to stay in the race. When you're all cramped up and dehydrated and you're struggling and you're limping along, you need to stay in the race because the race is not to the swift. It's to the one that endures till the end. Come on now. It's about staying in the race for the long haul. I'm going to help somebody understand you don't have to be number one. You just need to stay in the race. 22 years ago, it's hard to believe it's been that long, Valerie and I, Moved to Bel Air, Maryland to start a church. It was the craziest thing. And, of course, we had all kinds of dreams and visions. Man, we thought we had it figured out. I knew that I was, like, super anointed. 
So whereas other people had a hard time starting a church, it's going to be easy for me because I got the anointing. I got the super on my natural. I'm gifted at this, man. I'm going to step out there, and God's just going to make a way where there seems to be no way. And so we got out there to start this church, and some of the best advice I ever got was from a man named Charlie Curry. Hey, Charlie Curry, I love you, Brother Curry. He looked at me and Valerie straight in the eyes, and he said, if, if you want to start a church, if you want to be successful, Donovan and Valerie, let, let me give you some advice. Here's what you do, man. I'm ready. Get my pen out. I'm ready. Tell me, Brother Curry, because he had been there, done that. He said, stay. Stay. Don't leave. Just stay. you got to stay. Donovan, when the church is booming and you've got big mo momentum going, man, and you can't do anything wrong, you stay. But when a church is stagnant and shrinking, you can't buy big momentum, you, you can't do anything right, you just need to stay. When, when God seems a million miles away, stay. When everything you do falls flat, just be faithful. Try again. Stay. Because I'm here to tell you that season will pass there will be the dawning of another day, another season. It's not the end. It's just a bend in the road. It, and it's the truth in any endeavor in life. If you want a successful marriage, just stay. How have we been married all these years, 30-plus years? We stayed, right? We just stayed together. If you want to have a successful ministry, just stay at it. If you want a successful business, just keep plugging away. Here's what I've discovered. You just have to stay. There are times in our walk with God, y'all, when we feel, let me talk about feelings for a minute, when we feel strong like we could storm the gates of hell with a water pistol. But there are other times in our walk with God where we don't feel strong. We don't feel like we have what it takes. We feel like we've lost our edge. There was another day in time when we seemed to have it together, but we're lagging behind and losing ground. Now, we're not even sure if we can finish the race, much less if we could win it. You ever felt that way? It's at those times that you just need to stay. You just need to stay. Put one foot in front of the other and just stay. Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 9, 24. He used a sports analogy. This is not original with modern day preachers, sports analogies. This is what the great Apostle Paul, 1 Corinthians 9, 24. He said, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain the prize. It almost sounds like we're in competition with each other. Like I'm going to blow Anthony Butler away in my Christian race. He thinks he's such a marathon runner, but he's going to be several links behind me. And I'm going to blow him away in this marathon. That's the way it sounds. You know, like only one wins the race. So when you run this Christian race, you better run to win the prize. That's, that's the way it comes across. But we know from other scriptures that's not the case. This is not a competition between you and other believers. Paul was saying this. You've got a race to run. And you need to run this race to the best of your ability. You need to put everything you've got into it. Give it your best shot. He would go on in the subsequent verses and say, you need to discipline yourself. Quit doing some wrong stuff. Start doing some right stuff. 
you need to fast. You need to pray. You need to go to church. You need to reach the lost. You need to get in the word. You need to live a separated life, a holy life. That's how you've, you've got to run. You've got to run to win. There are some weights, we read it in our reading, that you've got to lay aside, some sins that you've got to get rid of, some mindsets. You've got to get your mind renewed. You've got to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And, and, and you, that's the way you've got to run. You've got to run a race to run. And sometimes you're doing these things and you're feeling it. You're crushing it. You're in stride. It's like, like, like one victory to another. You're on pace. But I've got to be honest with you. I've done this long enough to know that there are other times. Everybody say other times. When you're just hanging on, man. You ain't feeling none of it. There's been times I fasted until my belly button almost fell off. And it, I felt like it didn't do me a bit of good. I, I was just as carnal as shoe leather. And I'm like, my God, I fasted all these meals. And it just didn't seem to do any good, right? There are times I've prayed and I've sought the Lord and I just didn't feel anything. I was just hanging on. I didn't feel nothing. I felt like actually I was losing ground. Here's what I've discovered in, the, in those times and in those seasons. I, I'm not out of the race, but sometimes I need to take a pit stop. I just need to kind of pull over to the side of the track and I need to come to the Lord and let him renew me and refresh me. I just need to rest in him for a little bit. Isaiah 40, 31 says this, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Psalm 40 says this, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined and heard my cry, brought me out of the pit. He was in a pit stop, but the Lord brought me up out of the pit. Psalm 91 says that he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High God. You need to stay in the race, but sometimes... You need to kind of get some time aside and say, Lord, I got to be honest with you. I'm struggling right now. I'm just going to rest in you. I don't know how this is going to happen, but I am asking you to renew me and refuel me and give me some fresh vision. You don't need to quit the race at those times. You need to stay in the race at those times, but you need to ask God to help you, to strengthen you. So, so that you don't fall out, so that you don't lose out on crossing the finish line. Because this is what I've discovered. If you're still on the track, you're still in the race. And if you're still in the race, I don't care how slow you're moving, eventually and inevitably, you will cross the finish line. You will get this checkered flag. You will hear the master say, well done, good and faithful servant. And you need to understand God is on your side. God is for you. Jesus is cheering you on, saying, come on, you can make it, son. You can do this. The, the holy angels of God are saying, we're with you all the way. We're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses that are watching and say, hey, we were flesh and blood. We know what it's like to struggle. But you just push on, brother. You're going to make it to the other side. You're going to cross that finish line. Somebody needs to hear what I'm saying. You don't need to quit the race. You need to stay in the race. Come on, give him some praise right now.
Hallelujah. You just got to stay in the race. It's a simple message. You just got to stay in the race. Now, there was a masterpiece of a movie. It was released in 1959. It's called Ben-Hur. It was based on a book from the 1800s, based on a legendary story from early Christianity. It won 11 Academy Awards, including Charlton Heston for Best Actor. That's probably a shock to some of you. Charlton Heston, Best Actor? The guy from Planet of the Apes? That's a small joke. That's a real small joke, apparently. He's the guy from Soylent Green also. Yeah. But he won. Some of y'all got that. But he won for Ben-Hur. In this film, there's this 11-minute scene of a chariot race. It's one of the most influential action sequences in all of movie history. And, and Heston was preparing for this scene, and it's, it's real horses, Real chariots, it's a real race. It's, it's stunning. It's amazing what they did. And, and, and they were, they were, Heston was trying to learn how to pilot a chariot with a team of horses. And he was struggling immensely to get it right. Let, let me show you what the, the final product was, though. Look, look at this video clip. It's just this epic chariot race. And old Heston, man, he was struggling. He was trying. He was doing his best. And he, he, finally, he finally came to the director, William Wyler, and he said, Mr. Wyler, I struggled. I, I've tried. I finally think I can drive this chariot. But I know it's a race, and I'm just telling you right now, I can drive it, but I'm not convinced I can win this chariot race. And that director looked at him and he said, Charlton, all you got to do, son, is stay in the race and I'll see to it that you win the race. I have the power to make it come out exactly like the script was written. And I want to tell you something, y'all. You don't have to have the power to win the race. You just stay in the race. Our great director knows how to get you to the other side. My Bible tells me that I give thanks to God because he always causes me to triumph. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. And he knows how to get you to the other side and make you a winner. You just have to keep your eyes on him. You may be looking at him through salty tears, but I'm just telling you, focus and then refocus once again. Don't take your eyes off of him. Stay in the race. When you feel it, when you don't feel it, when you're crawling, when you're just limping along, stay in the race. Martin Luther King said this, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, keep moving forward. Somebody needs to hear what I'm saying. You need to stay in the race. You just need to stay in the race. Stay in the race. Don't quit. Stand with me right now.
I love this story I'm about to share with you. In 1986, Bob Weiland left the starting line of the New York Marathon. Now, he wasn't making good time. He was lost in the shuffle. Other runners flew by him. He was running as fast as he could, but he said he felt like, he just felt like a turtle among 25,000 runners. He would not set any records for speed on this marathon. As a matter of fact, Bob would finish the race in 98 hours, and really he would finish it on day five. He came in absolute last place. He even had to take a 10-hour break before he finished on that last day. But when the word spread that Bob was coming close to the finish line, crowd began to gather to cheer him on. And here's why. Because 17 years earlier, Bob stepped on a mortar mine in Vietnam. He was declared dead. They put him in a body bag, zipped it up, hauled him off, and 30 minutes later, he awoke and shocked the medics. But he had suffered a catastrophic injury. He lost both legs all the way to his torso. Bob ran the New York Marathon on his hands. On his hands. Got a picture of Bob. Bob said, I may have come in last place, but I finished ahead of millions who never even got in the race. Bob said, I may have lost my legs, but I still got heart. He went on to say, a lot of people have legs, but they just don't have any heart. I want to tell you something. If you'll stay in the race and run with what you got left, our great director will make sure that you win this thing, y'all. You will make it to the other side. So even though it may be a dark season of the soul, it may be a night of questioning and doubts and fears, you just keep running. You just keep running as best you can. Jesus will make sure you make it to the other side. Come on now. Paul said this to his young protege, Timothy, in 2 Timothy 4, 7 through 8. He's at the end of his life. He's about to be martyred. But he said some of the most satisfying words of all time. He said, I have fought a good fight, and I have finished the race. And I kept the faith. Because of this, there is a crown laid up for me. Doesn't say he didn't stumble. We know he stumbled. Read Romans 6. He stumbled, all right. He had 14 years in isolation, y'all. It doesn't say he always felt like staying in the race. Surely he didn't. He was flesh and blood. Doesn't say he never crawled, ran on his hands. It just says he finished because he stayed in the race. We lost Brother Johnson this week, Brother Ray Johnson, a hero of mine. I'll never forget, since we've been in Prairieville, I was trying to teach a Bible study to somebody, and I had loaned out my chart. I was missing a, a Bible study chart. I use these old watercolor cheese ball charts, you know, when I teach Bible studies. They keep us on track. And uh, I had lost my chart. I called Brother Johnson. I said, I know you've got to have a chart I can use. And Brother Johnson said, oh, yeah, I got one. So I went over and I got this Search for Truth 1 
you know, I teach search for truth too. Like we already found one. We're looking for truth too. Now after this, we're going to go to truth number three. That's really not the way it is. But he had the first edition of search for truth. And I got that chart from him. Now he's high tech. Even then in his 70s at that time, he was high tech. He, he teaches from an iPad, uh, air, air casts it to a, a, a TV or whatever device he's around. And like he's got, it's crazy how high tech he is. And I use the old school stuff. I got that chart from Brother Johnson, and I told him, I said, thank you for letting me borrow this, but I just want you to know I'm going to go ahead and tell you up front, I'm never giving it back because this has had some miles on it, and I want to keep it just as a memento to what you have meant to me. And he laughed and smiled, never told me it was okay, but didn't tell me it wasn't okay either. I still have that chart. Brother Johnson finished his race. He just stayed, he just stayed in the race. Somebody needs to hear what I'm saying. You just need to stay in the race. It may be a weird time, it may be a strange time. Stay in the race. When you're going through that difficult season, that's not the time to quit. It's the time to stay. Just stay. When you're going through hell, don't stop there. Keep on rolling, man. Keep on going. Just stay in the race. Would you bow your heads with me right now? Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the challenge of the spirit, God. Thank you for joining us today. Father, even when our earthly... For more information on our church, Pastor Donovan, or service times, please visit our website at golifepoint.com.